for this. What is nothing? Now that's deep. What in the fuck are we doing here? That's deep, bro. Christina P. Pajitsky. Welcome to That's Deep, bro. Uh, serious questions with silly people. It's so funny. I've done this podcast now like 16 times and I'm still trying to figure out the technical stuff. It's ma- My husband does all this crap on your mom's house and I, I, can, I give him so much more credit now than I ever did <laughs> for being able to do this because it's really hard. Um, hi. I hope you're doing well. I hope you had a fantastic weekend or life or whatever the hell is happening to you. I hope that everything's going well. Uh, me, myself, I'm waiting for my friend, Matt Fulshron, to come over, a.k.a. the full charge, a.k.a. the concierge, a.k.a. your baby's daddy. Um, he's going to come over. We're going to talk about free will versus determinism. Uh, I, You know, he and I saw this documentary called All This Mayhem a few months back in the theaters. It's a Vice documentary. It's on Netflix right now, and it's about the Pappas brothers that are famous skateboards well they were one of them is no longer with us unfortunately and uh it's a it's a movie that really stuck with both matt and i and like we continue to talk about it and think about it um you don't have to have seen the movie in question uh to like participate in this podcast that would be ridiculous right if i was like oh you can only listen to this if you know the the movie i'm talking about it's not about that guys so don't worry uh, the topics are pretty, pretty universal. So I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna be pretty rad. I'm juiced up, man. It's all dark today in LA. It's like, God, it dipped all the way down to 66 degrees, if you can believe it. And um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm coping. I don't like it. I went to the beach for my daily walk, and you know, it was cloudy. And I was like, what is fucking this is weather to get deep on, bro? Think about stuff. You know what I'm saying? Listen. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Listen, I put my headphones in. I listen to some uh, Marianne Williamson, a little inspirational talk on iTunes. Get my mind right. You got to get your mind right. Otherwise, the whole day falls apart. And lately, I've been doing that. I haven't been meditating. I got sick with a cold. And then I went to Indianapolis. And I went to Louisville. And I, I lost um, I lost touch with the inner self, man. And, and it freaked me out. So now I'm getting back to meditation and all that um and it's good it's been good it's you know bros slow process slow process i'm I'm in the process of becoming an actualized person is that possible so okay oh well shit listen hey man do you live in washington dc the district of columbia if so i'm gonna come to your city this week to tell jokes march 5th through 8th i am at the dc improv holler at me come bring your thoughts deep thoughts um you know my stand-up's not as sometimes deep sometimes but it's also about really silly things that i enjoy like pooping or you know tv shows and stuff but uh i'm to throw up i've been um making homemade pizzas today in my house and by that i mean taking a, a whole wheat tortilla putting ragu sauce on it and then shaky cheese on top of that that's how lazy i am and that's how little i want to leave my house 
And it's so embarrassing that I just share that with you. It's like my white trash pizza from my latchkey kid childhood stories. Also, I don't know if you do this. Uh, this is a real white trash hit, too. I like to take Kraft macaroni and cheese, but I buy two boxes, and then I, I put the powder in from the second box into the first amount of pasta. You know what I'm saying? So like, I like to double cheese up. Uh, what's going on with that sh- that Kraft macaroni and cheese? Extra orange, extra orange sauce. Okay, so what else? Oh, hey, listen, if you shop on Amazon, I would be so grateful if you were to go through my banner on thatsdeeprowpodcast.com. What you do when you're shopping on your Amazon, I just got a huge-ass shipment of toilet paper, dude. Like, I don't, I don't buy toilet paper from the store for nothing. I just get it shipped to my house. Do you know that you can subscribe and you can get, like, first of all, you should be changing your toothbrush every month. You know that? Or at least, well, like every three months. I just got over a cold. I'm going to switch out that toothbrush. Um, and you get you can subscribe and save on Amazon. You get it sent to your house. You don't even have to think about it, bros. So please use my banner when you do your shopping, and it kicks back a little coin to this tiny little podcast, the podcast that could. And I got to tell you, I'm amazed um, at you guys and that you listen to us. And I'm so grateful because this is a show that I did strictly from the, the love of my heart. Um this is one, you know, one of those self-help gurus. They're always like, just follow your heart. Just do what you want to do. Do what makes you happy. And this is one of those podcasts, one of those ideas, rather. Um, actually, your mom's house is the same thing. And it's been, it's been fantastic. So thank you. We got that. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silence. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, hey, do you want a signed copy of Man of the Year? Then, um... Buy it on my website, that's thebropodcast.com. Can you hear that in the background? If you can hear me, that's my television on. Uh, I was watching Firehouse Dog <laughs> in the other room because I'm a sucker for animal movies. I mean, come on. Anything where like an animal acts like people, I'm a sucker. Milo and Otis, get your life, Milo and Otis. Watch that shit all day. All right, here we go, man. Full charge. We're going to do free will versus determinism. And the uh, source material is going to be Boethius and the fucking rad Netflix. It's on Netflix now. It's not from, it's from Vice. The documentary called All This Mayhem. Um, Enjoy it, son. Oh, I had to turn the volume up. Shit. The thing is with the age thing yeah. is that no one's ever told me their age. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, right. you pretty much look where you're at. 
I know. Maybe five, maybe a few years. Like, I, I look 38, I, I hope. Yeah. Hopefully not older, but like, you don't what's look the older. shame in the game of being like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine to be 38. What I do is I'm like, hey, I'm 40. And people go, shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. That's much better than, I'm 32. Ooh. <laughs> well, that's right. You get <laughs> you the shot. You look like ass for 32. <laughs> right. It's always better you know? to go higher. Yeah. What the fuck? Surprise people. What's up? So uh, here is Mr. Matt Fulshron. Hey, everybody. You know him from... I got on my scuba deer. Scuba, <laughs> scuba, scuba gear. Ready to go deep. Oh, Okay. From the Full Charge Power Hour, you know him. What's your website, Full Charge? Thefullcharge.com. Check out his road dates, download his podcast. What's your Twitter? At The Full Charge. At The Full Charge. Yeah. So, Matt. Yeah. So, Matt. We go way back, Yumi. But yeah. we also saw a movie in the theater, which is something I seldom do. This yeah. movie was so special that I actually left my house, and it was all this mayhem, and right. you, you called me, and you were like, this is a fucking yeah. Someone shit. I I belong to the email um, advertising. You know they send me emails. This movie theater does. It used to be the silent movie theater, and it's usually just like garbage indie yeah, movies. Good, and I'm like, good business model change from <laughs> yeah, the silent yeah. movies to the talkies <laughs> is like, what they yeah, call them let's now. Put some sound on this shit. Can, can you think of anything worse than going to see a silent movie? I wouldn't want to see one, but they did it right. <laughs> they would. Uh, I think Never. they would have a band come and play. You know, like they did uh, in the okay. old timeies. Okay. Which is fun for about a week, and yeah. then yeah, that that did not catch on. Not not a good business model. So this movie uh, is a skateboarding documentary called "All Things Mayhem." All this mayhem. All this mayhem. Shit, son, what's show you? And uh, it's about the Papas brothers, two guys from yeah. Australia, who were big vert skaters in the nineties. Who I kind of had heard of before, but vert skating wasn't big in the 90s. So you're, so just so everyone knows, you're like, you come from the skateboarding. You were one of those bros. I fucking loved skateboarders, man. I was so Ugh. into skateboarding. Yeah, it's because it's rebellion. Mm -hmm. You know, those guys, you, you skate where you're not supposed to skate. They would defile public signs and make them funny. I love shit like right. that. And you just destroy property. That's part of skateboarding. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> It's total rebellion. And you, just, you terrorize pedestrians. Yep. You have cool hairdos. Yeah. And you listen to music with curse words in it and shit. Yeah. It's Hi. fucking nuts. So you were skateboarding and you would skateboard like uh, uh, in parks and stuff, like on the streets? Or I used to skate vert like the Papa's Brothers. Not not as good. What? Not as good. You but could I could do skate. That? I could drop in and I could do airs and hand plants and stuff what, as dude? a young man, as a 15 year old. But that shit went out of style and there was no more ramps for a while. Right. But when I was a youngin'. Holler back. I won some contests and shit. Get the fuck out Skating of here. Vert. I used to skate vert. Shut the front door. How come you didn't tell me this? We see this movie and you never tell me. I don't know. I just, because. Unbelievable. It, would, it was nothing compared to what the Papa's brothers were doing. Yeah, but you know, okay. But but so, yeah, that, so, like I, I started skateboarding in 1985. Okay. And didn't really slow down on it until like 2004. You're a, grown, you're a grown man at that point. I was 30 when I quit. It's about when I, right around when I, when I met you, I think. Yeah, it was, was right around it. the time. So you're, you're in the Hipsterville, you're in Silver Lake. We were in Los Feliz, we're all hanging out, and you, you grew up. And now, okay, so we go to this movie theater, and yeah. there's all these famous skateboarders, right, <laughs> right. that are there. Oh, like one guy's on crutches. and Yeah. There are all these like fringe skateboarding celebrities. Like I knew who they all were. Yeah, you were like I having like, a moment. Yeah. I know who everybody in line was. <laughs> Which is so I really bad. did. Yeah, and in the documentary, I saw I saw them, and then I would see them in the theater. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my god, that's the guy who was. And I love skateboarders because the way. First of all, if, you're, if it's on Netflix, I already did the intro to this. Mm -hmm. They know where to find it. Skateboarders talk the way comedians do. A lot of inside lingo and a lot yeah. of disrespect or. <laughs> 
A lot of shorthand and a lot yeah. of this is a fringe culture and we don't we're not part of regular society. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. It's not an aggressive stance. It's just they're that far down. Yeah. The subculture. They live yeah. lives that that other people just don't. Yeah. Because it's not an organized sport. Even though it gets no. organized sometimes, it's just not. It's not and it's kind of why I like that documentary and why I like skateboarding, surfing, um why I like you know, the beginnings of hip hop and stand up is that it's kind of, it's a street culture. It's done by the have nots. Mm -hmm. It's kids who maybe don't have great family lives. And they're like, I'm just going to fucking, I want to go skateboard with these other dudes. Yeah. How many skateboarding documentaries have you watched since all this mayhem? And they're all the same story. (laughs) It's all like, yeah, my parents were shits (laughs) and I didn't like football. And so I skateboarded. Yeah, Like they all start out that way. You have to get out. You're getting away from something. So the premise of all this man, like you said, is the Pappas Brothers. It's right. Ben and Tuss. T-A-S mm-hmm. is how it's spelled, but I think it's pronounced I think Tuss. it's Tuss, yeah. And there are these two Australian kids, and they're from the bad neighborhood in Australia somewhere. Yeah. Right? What are they letting you know what city? Is it Melbourne? They're in Melbourne, maybe? They kept talking about a city where all the, um, or an area where all the, the ramp and the park were. Perrin. Yeah, I and I don't know. Say it. I, I don't know Perrin. that Perrin. is. Yeah, I no don't know. Clue. I don't know no anything. clue. If you guys know where Perrin is. <laughs> um, but so they come up and they have a horrible home environment. Mom and dad are fighting. Like, yeah, beating the shit out of each other. It's horrific. Yeah. So these two scrappy boys, Ben and Tuss. What, what does he say about, um, <laughs> I don't want to ruin the movie for people, but it's still, no, I love it. still such a part of it. Where they taught the kids karate. They taught yeah. Ben and Tuss karate. Yeah. And they were like, all right, now, mate. Imagine some blokes in your house raping your mother. She's about to die. How are you going to fight them? And then they let the kids fight each other with that in their mind. It's so great, dude. Yeah, these two boys, Ben and Tuss, were just feral, you know, fucking grit and moxie. And they called themselves Bergens. Right. That we were just a couple of Bergens. And the word Bergen, I'm, it means like white trash. We're just right. these scrappy white trash kids. Right. And here these two animals are, and they're just crushing at the skate park. And they say they show up to the um, the skate park, and they like totally got in people's way. But they yeah. didn't know how to skate at first, and they just they started at the bottom, and they like you know they totally the, the guys on the deck hate that shit. They hate Is that kids. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I learned to drop in. Like, you know how there's like a roll in on top. There's a lot of right, times right, where right, you can right. roll in. I've seen. that. I was doing that. And the way the way a skate a half pipe session works is you got to get whoever gets their board up first goes. But if you're on the rolling, you have to call channel because it's called a channel, and everyone hates it because it's like, dude, you're saying it with your mouth instead of putting it up. So the big kids, I was like twelve. This kid's like, get over here, and he put my board up. He's like, you fucking drop in, and then I just did. Like that's how I like learned to drop in on a half pipe because at gunpoint. Basically, yeah. and did you shit your pants the first time? No, it's just like it's just like anything else you're scared of. It's like it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. Because that to me, skateboarding. I skateboarded as a young girl, but I sell. I did never. I never would think to do a ramp thing because mm-hmm. just the ugh, panic of it. Because falling off a skateboard, because you're going from rolling to concrete, it's very fucked up. Yeah, you can d- hurt yourself. No, there was a ramp in my neighborhood. Believe it or not, because I lived in the sticks. Yeah. And uh, But I learned to drop in on the seven-foot ramp, and the way I learned was by falling on my hip like three times. <laughs> Just like seven-foot free fall. It's fun. Kaboom. That's cool. 
but I yeah. didn't think much of it because I didn't break any bones and I just kept doing it until I got it right. Because you're a kid and now you're a 40 year old man and you would break your hips. Yeah. You can't do it. That's exactly so, what stand up's like, though. It's like, all right, I'm going to try this. <laughs> it's going to be very painful. Yeah. Then you get oh, I finally it. got it right. Yeah. You, know. you get over your ego. So, so Ben and Tess Pop is there at this uh, skateboarding park in this tiny little town. A couple of Bergen scrappy kids knocking their teeth out, and um, they eventually yeah they never explain the tooth. Yeah, Tess like misses it's just a tooth. Like, by the time he's fifteen, yeah, he's great. missing a front tooth, and he just doesn't get it replaced at all. <laughs> yeah, um, you know what? Hold on. Why don't I pull up? Oh, I wish I could pull up. Anyway, so uh, it's too late for me to do this now. Uh, so anyways, uh, eventually they get good enough, they get sponsored, they come to the U.S. And what happens is the Pabas brothers become number one and number two. They interchange as these vert skaters yeah. in America. They they come from another country. They dominate the sport of skateboarding. And the first time I watched it, I didn't realize how young they were either. They're fucking 18, 17-year-old they're, they're, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tusk gets money somehow and just gets on a plane and goes to Florida. Yeah. And you're like, who the fuck does that? And then he just drops a bunch of acid, gets really good at skateboarding, <laughs> right. which he was already amazing. Right. But the point of the story, and, and I think what's interesting for this show, is that there's this wonderful part of the movie. So, on, so a great misfortune happens. So Ben and Tuss, they're number one, and they're fighting Tony Hawk. So the whole mm-hmm. premise is we're going to come to America. We're going to beat that Tony Hawk. He says Hawk. that, right? Yes. He goes, I'm going to beat Tony Hawk. I'm going to beat Tony Hawk. And who's, that's why I'm going. Right. For those of you who don't know who's fucking Tony Hawk And he Hawk just goes is. to fucking Tampa, Florida. He's like, I'm going yeah. to Tampa, yeah, Florida. Yeah, what? Tony Hawk's not in Florida, is he? <laughs> no Tony Hawk's like in California somewhere. He's in San Diego. Right. He's okay. always been in San Diego. Right. But... And and I don't even know how he knew about this ramp, but that's how small the the skateboarding scene is. Like information gets passed on, and right. he goes to the skate park and he lives at the skate park. Literally sleeps behind or under the ramp or something. Yeah. These boys, these like feral crazy boys. And I think you know, as far as that's deep bro is concerned, you can really control your fate <laughs> if you want to a certain degree. Wow. Well, let's start. He so was hold like, on. Well, you can and you can't, and that's what this podcast this is, is about. What, so let me let me we'll get there. Hold on, like yeah. God. So okay, but so he then, does say I'm going to go there and I'm going to do it. So his mission statement is I'm going to go to America and I'm going to beat Tony Hawk. And lo and behold, he and his brother fucking do. Now <laughs> here's the here's the rub: is that along the way there's trial. So Tuss gets a back injury, which takes him out of the game for a while. And what any twenty year old with money would do, he does a shit ton of drugs. Ben also gets involved with nasty drugs like heroin and coke, and he gets arrested at the airport. The point of the story is misfortune comes to these two boys, and there's a point in the film, Tuss ends up going to prison. It's a fucking nightmare. The point of the story is he goes at one point, you know, I got into skateboarding to escape my bad neighborhood, but I ended up having the life that I wanted to get away from. And that's the point of today's podcast is, is there such a thing as fate? Is there any such thing as free will? Or are you determined to be the person you're kind of programmed to be? Can you, can you undo what you're pro? There are just a couple of Bergens who came from an abusive family. And guess what? They recreated in their own lives. Yeah. They had everything going. They had the money, the pussy, the rock star, (laughs) and they ended up getting hooked on drugs. Tuss goes to prison twice. Right. Ben, unfortunately, you'll you'll know this if you know the story, dies of a heroin overdose and I believe kills his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yikes. And yeah. they're attractive, they had everything going for them, and they're fucking inspirational. Over the they best. were still really young like at, at that point. Too. Super young. Yeah. 
Matas turns it around, and by the end of the movie, you see that he's kind of getting his he's getting his life on track. He's going to get his kids back. He's going to be the person that he. But anyways, the point is, man, yeah. are you destined to be the Bergen right. that you always a little a little right? si- a little side note though? Yes, go when ahead. When we were at the um, we were at the premiere. Yes, that's right. And they had, and we talked to what do you call that? We skyped, skyped with, yeah. with um, that's what the kids are doing with Tuss <laughs> on the movie theater screen. Yeah. And uh, we're talking, talking, talking. And obviously, Toss has like, um, changed his life around. He's sober now. Yeah. And remember the guy at the movie theater goes, all right, uh, well, we're going to go party, man. Have fun <laughs> in Australia. I was like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> this poor man. And then he just turns off his computer and he's just sitting in his room at home. <laughs> all right, well, I guess everyone's going to party in my honor. <laughs> right. Uh, I, guess I thought that was such a weird thing to say. Right. Because it's not like a happy documentary. Even though he turns the it around, first half I think is, the, yeah. the first half is so much fun. In yeah. fact, since it's been on Netflix and I've watched it again, I didn't even watch the second half because I didn't yeah. feel I just didn't feel like seeing the down the downward spiral. See, because you and I re- it really resonated. There's something about this film. I don't know about I you, the, but the next for that whole week, that's all I could think about Me was too. that movie. Yeah, and I already did. I already did. Uh, an episode of my podcast. Oh, do you remember the where number? we talked about it? No, I don't. I don't remember. But it's in it, we'll it's in it August or September. Okay, because we saw it in August. I think. Okay, I had just gotten back to town, but um, yeah. But I was talking. To, I was talking to people who hadn't seen it, so they were like, uh huh. <laughs> but I was like, I was just like, I was blown, blown away. away. But what do you think about it? Resonated like what? What was the thing that hooked you into it? Well, for me. It's just it's just such a parallel universe to show business and stand up comedy. Yeah, it's sure. like you're hot, you're fucking not. <laughs> yeah. And when you're not, there's just it feels like there's no hope, yeah. no salvation whatsoever. Yeah. Um and you can find yourself like just getting into real bad habits and exploring just really fucked up things. And then yeah. that's that's what they did. Yeah. Like you can just really really wallow in in uh, and just the the pain of it all, the dark side of the yeah, force. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's really easy to get. Uh, we talked about the twelve steps with Andy Haynes on the uh-huh. show in recovery, and uh, that's the thing, man. It's so easy to get mm-hmm. into that dark, to stay in your darkness, to wallow in your darkness, and I think that is what happened to these two boys. And it, and I think it's only because if you've never been shown the light, if you don't, if you don't have a roadmap. Mm-hmm. to the alternative i think sometimes and some people do i guess and they still go like how the fuck yeah. does that happen like you had a normal family and you're still yeah. doing this right, right, hey man right. i had a crazy mom i don't know how to yeah. how to do life because i struggle with that like i'm right. i go to a shrink to try to uh be normal and to think normal thoughts yeah but i'm learning how to be normal it's yeah. not like i know i don't fucking know because i wasn't raised with it yeah this thanksgiving <clears throat> i recently just realized i'm like holy shit I come from a really good family, like across the board, <laughs> so like across the board. Wow. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, why are you a comic, Matt? What the why hell? am I a comic? <laughs> why am I doing any of that? I was really asking myself that. And my, my cousin's new wife was like, this is just like a really great family. She was telling me, she's like, this is a really <laughs> loving family. And I was like, what the fuck? And everybody I know is like, it's so funny. My family's so funny because everybody I know is like upper middle class. Everybody in my family is like... They're very well to do, and they've got these great yeah. jobs and everything. But if you type in Fulcheron, it's just my broke ass grabbing my dick on television. <laughs> it's so funny. I get all the attention. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm theoretically more successful, but I just look at them like, holy fuck. Yeah. They've got it all. 
Yeah. That's interesting. It is interesting. I've got to figure this out. Yeah, I wonder what compel because I know. Um, look, I I know my reasons. My reasons are just I need love and I need approval and blah blah blah. Come on, boring. I don't know. Mine I- mine comes from not wanting to do a regular thing, and um, there's something about a loving family. I don't know if it comes from my family, but it's just I was always sick of people like watching me so closely. Yeah. And making sure I didn't fuck up and like always telling me what to do. And I have like a real problem with authority. Mm-hmm. And, so do I. And so that's why like any other job was just like, oh, I hate why that. the fuck you tell me what to do? Or like yeah. customers telling you what to do or anyone telling me what to do drove me insane. And I got a smart mouth on top of it. Yeah. Forget, forget it. it. So it's interesting. You and I both come. So the idea being, can you transcend? Can you change? From your your DNA, in essence, yeah. you know uh, those two boys, the Pappas brothers, are Bergens. Yeah, they're destined to be junkies, destined to be in jail. <laughs> right. And guess what? They what found happened. a way to fulfill that. Right. Because the, their minds are wired. I, that's my opinion. I think that whole thing is your psychology. Like, if you're wired for that kind of stuff, you're going to look for opportunities to get there. Right. Because there's a point where. He wants to get her. His brother has died of a drug overdose. He decides to go to Argentina. This is Tess, Papas, and try to OD. He's going to kill himself. He he did this weird thing where he's like he's almost going to reenact his brother's yeah. uh, failure. They're so close, right? So instead, he ends up filling a skateboard full of blow, <laughs> trying to sneak it back into America. Which is the same thing as little brother or Australia, did. which is the same thing his brother got necked on and the thing is he ended up in jail and he goes yeah but i kind of wanted to go to jail i needed to go to jail so it's an unconscious thing of part of him wants to go to jail to to think maybe to get off the streets to get off away from drugs to get away yeah who knows he was he was destined to be that guy yeah and he he just did this weird thing where he's like when he got back to australia he's like i'm gonna get on heroin i don't think he was ever that into heroin until his brother Mm died or got in trouble with it and he goes i'm gonna he said i wanted to get to the place where he was mentally right and then he got in trouble the same way his brother did on purpose basically yeah to get to that place so it's anyways today the philosophy behind this is free will versus determinism and i'm gonna reference the philosopher from the sixth century named boethius (laughs) (laughs) he's a hip hep cat all the kids are loving him he's on fleek right guys uh boethius i read this guy when i studied in england Sixth century philosopher got put in jail, just really? like Tus Papas. <laughs> he was a, probably a skateboarder too, Bowie. Probably. The, um, so the book is called The Consolation of Philosophy, and it's considered one of the best prison texts of all time. Somebody better than Mein Kampf. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. <laughs> we all love that Hitler. Yo, Hitler ripped him off, man. Oh, don't you? Oh, so be funny if they made us read that. How horrible would that be? Hitler was a celebrity when he wrote that. No. Do you ever seen the documentary on Hitler? It's hilarious because <laughs> he gets in trouble for trying to overthrow the government. Oh, okay. And his court case, he all he does is talk at his court case about how like I'm right, my <laughs> philosophies are right, I'm uh-huh. right on the money, uh-huh. the government's screwing us, and time made a man of the year because everyone what? thought it was a legitimate argument against the German government. And then when he went to prison, it was like Goodfellas. They put wow. him in the um in the dope suite, he's cooking his own sausages. Everyone's celebrities are are, are visiting him. They're drawing his portrait. Are you and serious? The whole, the whole world was on his side at that point. <laughs> How did I miss this part of history? Because they don't they don't tell you in history class. I saw it as like I saw it on a documentary. That, that's kind of that's kind of how like that's how things are pitched. It's like, hey, <laughs> black or white here, folks. Hitler 
all bad. Which he was bad when he yeah. killed all those people. Yeah. The funny thing about I, I just hate fucking hard saying this, but if yeah. if he didn't kill his own citizens, he wouldn't be seen as such a. But nefarious. he killed his own citizens. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a well, huge fuck up. That's pretty bad. Yeah, I wonder why he see that's another one. Was he born a rotten egg? Did he become a rotten egg? He he was born he was born uh well probably lower class because he was a soldier in World War One and he hated Germany for how uh for how he was treated when he got back and the Germany German econ- economy was so fucked up because Germany had well, the Jews, to... The Jews ruined it, right? Yeah, that's what they thought, because the <laughs> Jews were all rich, and the inflation... People spent like their life savings in one day buying bread. Like, Aww. inflation went like through the fucking yeah, roof. it's a good time. And everyone was like starving to death, and it had to do with... Germany had to pay France for losing World War One, And so everyone in Germany was poor as fuck. And Hitler worked for um, the government, and they go, hey, go check out these little groups, because people used to get in bars and talk politics... And they go, Hitler, hey, Adolf, go fucking go check out and see if this group is dangerous. Yeah. He went and checked out the group. He was like, I'm joining this fucking group, oh. became leader of this group, and eventually leader of Germany. Talk about ambition. Yeah. Wow. How do you do that? That's, that's fucking, anyway. Do you think you could go to so like crazy. Sharky's and Hermosa <laughs> and get enough people to listen to you to finally take over no. to pull a coup d'etat no. in America? You couldn't. <laughs> you just you couldn't. couldn't. Hitler, that guy Hitler. As yeah. soon as the nachos came out, everyone yeah. would stop listening. It's so crazy. You don't meet many people named Adolf anymore. It became a very unpopular was it. name for children. That was it. He ruined a mustache and a name. <laughs> <laughs> Not many people can do that. <sighs> That's true. All right, here we go. Boethius. <laughs> From Hitler to Boethius. So, okay, so this guy, Boethius, he's in prison. The government's going to kill him. The king's going to execute him. He probably talks some shit. And uh, this is an interesting, the vagaries of fortune visit everyone, he says, and he is by no means the worst of their victims, being Boethius. Even though he is in prison and due for execution, he's still the faculties of his mind and soul to comfort him. Okay, so the gifts of fortune were never his at all, but merely lent to him and taken away as easily as they were given. Health, wealth, honor, and power are things that never truly belong to any human being and are visited on them by the wheel of fortune and quickly snatched away. Therefore, it is unwise to become attached to any temporal thing. And that's like a common theme in Eastern um, religions as well, is to don't even, don't worry about the material, because it comes, it goes and uh, there's unhappiness attached to all levels of it. So if you're attached to the happiness of something good happening, well, guess what? Also, the flip side of that is the the fear of it going away. And yeah. guess what? It's going to go away because right. it all does. Glory fades, right? Like right. in Rushmore, sick transit glory. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's so right on the money. Yeah. But you're not entitled to any of that. It's weird to be an American, though, because America is like, you are entitled to it. It's yours. Wow, it's your, it's that's your, interesting. It's your fate. That's our religion. Interesting. Capitalism. It's like, uh, if you're poor, it's because you tr- you didn't try hard enough. Gross. You didn't work hard enough. Yeah, why don't you study more? Um, I think I think what he said, what's his name? This guy's Boethius. Right on the fucking money. Right on the money. You know what's interesting that you mentioned that American ideal? That wasn't introduced, I think, Hobbes added life, liberty, property. <laughs> so the idea of private property comes into play, and that's right. an English philosopher, but we adapted that in our um, our way of thinking. Like, uh-huh. You get to own all this shit, bro, right. which is so counterintuitive as human. Like, wait, why? 
Like the thought of owning property has always been really weird. It's to such me. a given, but it is fucking crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. That's like this is this is mine. This is my part. This is my land. This yeah. is my earth. Like you can't own a piece of earth, right? Like for instance, on these beaches, they don't allow multimillionaires to own beach because it's fucking insanity sure you can't own the ocean bro yeah a segment of the ocean yeah because i don't even think technically that's that's america's no it's it's not really it's kind of everybody's right earth's (laughs) right i mean we got boats with guns on them making sure you don't come (laughs) over but uh it's still not ours uh yeah so anyways this is his thing about free will this is probably one of the wackier i don't know i just remember okay so free will if God knows everything all the time, um, how can there be free will? And that's the question Boethius tackles. And basically he says, God knows everything past, present, and future. And God's time is not our time. That's kind of how he resolves that. So like God doesn't force your hand at anything. He just knows what you're going to do all the time. He knows all the possibilities of all the shit that's ever going to happen. The end. That's how mm-hmm. he resolves it. And so... There you go. <laughs> I think any anybody would have a criticism of this would be like, well, you know, well I don't believe in God. Yeah. But easy. people are always transferring God mm. to other things. Like so say say you're having a hard time like I've read plenty of books, they don't bring religion into it, but they'll be like, you know, you know, don't worry about money, it'll fucking come in, it's out of your control. And that's the same as God. Right. Give and, it give up your control, give up your yeah, I don't know. What do you think about this? Hmm. I mean, according to this movie, this all this mayhem, they ended up, like you said, exactly where they would have yeah. been with a huge detour. Yeah. And so it was like very lopsided. It was like, uh, it was a huge success, which probably wouldn't have happened to them if they didn't get into skateboarding. Yeah. But then the, but then there was like all this drug abuse, murder. And shit, and that Prison. that's kind of like would have happened. Anyways, could have happened. Yeah, and there's I'm sure, like, I'm sure a lot of the people that grew up with it happened to them. Yeah, and I get the impression they were hanging out with guys. Those other skateboarders weren't bogans or whatever. They, oh yeah, bergans. Yeah, they weren't right. Those guys were like like middle class kids. Yeah, they make friends with these hoity-toity boys. They said, yeah, good right, thing right. we weren't mean to them because they ended up hooking us up with like sponsorship yeah. gear and shit. Um, you know, part of me thinks that it's really, that a lot of people that I know and a lot of people I come across every week as I travel this country are living out their predetermined existence. Mm-hmm. You know, they are doing what they're supposed to do. They're unraveling in the DNA given to them. <laughs> yeah. But then there's people that transcend their determined fate. <clears throat> and I think by definition, I should be, you know, I grew up with a crazy mother, parents divorced, dad is partying in the eight. Like both my households were fucking totally unstable. I'm an only child. I spent most of my childhood hiding from my parents. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> I should be a crack addict. I should be home. I should be crazier right. than I am. Right. So what was your first es- escape from all this? Oh, reading books. Uh-huh philosophy uh wanting knowing that there was something bigger than what i was experiencing and television yeah right i like tv right and i was like i want that i want that life whatever that those normal white people american people are doing and i have but then i don't know and my my shrink says it's because i'm resilient Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
What does that mean? Resilience is a is a is a thing. It, it means that you can put up with a lot of shit and gotcha. get over it. Basically, right, right. You're resilient to stuff. And those two boys are very resilient. Mm-hmm. Um, Tuss definitely was. So maybe resilience is the key to changing your future, changing the course mm-hmm. of your life. I don't know what this has to do with with this topic in general, but isn't it amazing? And I'm sure this is what you can relate to. Where like skateboarding was their happy place. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just like stand up was was. Yeah our happy place at one point and then you get so into it so into it so into it that it's like it's not your happy place all of a sudden it's something (laughs) that you need an escape from it can be yeah the business of it ruins it the business kind of ruins the fun of it i think that's what they went through too yes and you get sucked into um the bullshit of our business Mm -hmm. um the gossip gossip the comparing myself the comparing yeah that's what kills you that's the worst if you could go through life without comparing yourself Hey man, and they and that's like openly the secret, right? Yeah, <laughs> but no one can fucking do it. <laughs> no one. Uh, that's that. Any book you read line. that's just like supposed to make you feel better, it's like, hey, don't worry, man, you're on your own course. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> but I wish I was this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Okay, well, here's an How answer. Come this to guy that? Is so popular. Here's an answer to that. Okay, uh-huh. and I heard it on Doctor Laura. <laughs> okay. I'll take it. If it's an answer, I'll take it. This one, this yeah. might help you. So, Dr. Laura, she was unwrapping some present on her desk. Some nice bauble is the word she used, mm-hmm. which nobody in the century uses the word bauble, which sure. means like a little trinket, right? Anyways, all her coworkers go around her and they go, oh, what a nice glass. Oh, my gosh. You're so lucky, Dr. Laura, that you have this money, that you can afford these wonderful treasures. And she... She says she looks at them and she goes, "Yeah, well, I will trade places with either of you right now for what I have." And mm-hmm. none of them would take her place because nobody wanted to. They got to go home at five o'clock in right. our families and lives. And the point being that when you want someone else's shit, mm-hmm. know that you have to take everything that goes with it. Right. You have to take their personality, their bullshit. And man, I gotta tell you, there's not a lot of people I would trade places. Right. No, right. No. 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 Even I look at. Female comics are way more successful than me. <laughs> and yeah. I'd be like, hmm, I don't know. I've seen their Instagram accounts. Doesn't look too happy. <laughs> Doesn't look like there's a lot of love in that life. Right. So does that help? I yeah, no, it does. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Just think of the most successful people that you think are I, I a know, lot more miserable pricks. I know a lot of successful people who are just like they'll complain to me about their lives and I'll be like, Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> But it's real to them. <laughs> it's like real I, to them. I didn't get my my private jet this week to go like that kind of stuff. When you're like, what? Um, it's hard to use an example. I know because then you people will find too. out who it is. Yeah. But it's it's well, let's just say it's strange to realize that. Sorry, this is my computer. <laughs> We're good. Though. It's strange to realize that people that you're like, oh man, I I could really really I would really like to have their life are like, yo. Totally unhappy over here. Totally overworked. Totally unhappy. Not totally unhappy, but you know, they'll complain about things that you can tell they're unhappy about certain things. Well, I'll tell you, man, I look at Kevin. Kevin Hart right now, I'd say, is just killing Santa. Sure. He's probably number one right now. Mm -hmm. That's in Bill Burr. He's coming out with movies where he's the only black guy. He is, yeah. And that's how you know (laughs) you've made it. Wow. You've made it in showbiz when you're the only black person. Uh, but I look at that guy's Instagram account and mm-hmm. I go, is he really much happier than me? Yeah. Uh, do I really want that? Right. That looks like shit. Yeah. His life looks 
hectic, bro. It's also the weird thing, too, like once things start, because you can't be like the guy forever. No. So that's a weird thing, too, because you might be able to make some sort of comeback, but you can go from being so popular that people just get like sick of seeing your grill. Yeah. And then it's just kind of done for you. You're kind of like a, sure. a punchline. Sure. Yeah, but when that happens, you know, you've hopefully you've built enough of a life around yourself that you just segue into like your family, your right. dog, your you know, wife, kids, wh- who fucking whatever. It must be weird though, like if you ever like become a punchline. Oh my god. <laughs> like you know on the Saturday Night Live thing where they were making fun of John Lovitz for they're like they acted like he was dead. No, I I, I haven't watched <laughs> SNL in like twenty years. It was the special. They were going over everybody that was dead, and then they included John Lovitz, and they cut him in the audience. It's like, what the fuck? He's like, I'm still alive. <laughs> that's funny. And there's debate over whether he was in on it or not. Oh, that's hilarious. You know, that's hilarious. Who knows, man? Yeah, that is a good point. I mean, you know what? The thing is, and this is another Doctor Lorism. I love fucking listening to her. Is that there's always going to be somebody better looking than you? Yeah, smarter than you, more successful. than Don't you. Don't I know it? Bigger dick, bigger, right. better stuff. Yeah. And, you know, all you got to do is just be thankful for the stuff that you got going. Yeah. Be thankful we're in a first world country. Oh, my God. Hey, man, we could have been born under a rock and like... That's another thing I can convince Sri myself. Lanka. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll be all worked up about stuff and I'll be like, it's, it's like, even if I like completely fail <laughs> and get evicted, like, I'm still fine. Like, I'm still fine. You're still fine. I'm still fucking fine. And there would even be like something fun in that. In this country... You know, with all the things I have, like I could still go do things if I don't have to pay my rent in Los Angeles. Yeah. I can go do whatever. It's nuts. You 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 get all crazy trying to save the things you have in a way. Oh, that's another thing. But you don't even really need them. You know, and I'm kind of getting there. That the whole um, philosophy of futility. I don't know if you've heard of that. Where mm-hmm. it, I should learn more about it before I speak on it, but. Basically, like, it's the American ideal of accumulating stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, when is is it enough stuff? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think you quickly learn that there's only, like, a finite amount of stuff you can have. And then you're just replicating the stuff that you've already... Like, how many fucking shirts do you really need? Yeah. Like, even Tom and I were talking, like, oh, maybe we should make more money. I'm like, you know what? I I don't really need it. I don't need it. I'm quite quite honestly, like, I I used to think that money was the answer to, and it's the answer to a lot of problems. Sure. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's only assholes who say money can't buy happiness. Right. I'm not saying that. I am saying that it buys security in some extent. Yeah. But it's not the end. It really can't fill the void. Right. Unfortunately. No, you, it's another thing where you get to that point, you go, okay, whew, took care of that problem. Yeah. This is a famous thing. This happens to so many people. All right, took care of these basic problems. Right. All my f- anxieties were going towards rent and food. Right, now. Now all of this shit. And then that's when people start going crazy. <laughs> yeah. Because they start pointing, they start um, examining other parts of their lives, and they just start going bonkers. Yeah, man. And I think part of the story of the Netflix, Netflix why do I keep saying that? It's all this mayhem. Is that so? Okay, the guy's goal, their the boy's goal, is to beat Tony Hawk. Right now, when you think of how adversarial that goal is in nature, you know, at the end of the day, Tony Hawk is Tony Hawk, and he did kind of fuck those boys over. Yeah, at one point in the story, if you see it, you'll know what happens. Right. But the point is, is that if you're always looking for the external enemy, Tony Hawk didn't give a fuck about the Pappas brothers. No. It's you versus you, bro. Like right. You're only fighting the demons in your own head. And What's really interesting about that is that's exactly when his life started going bad. Right. When he accomplished right. his goal. 
Right, which is to beat he Tony beat Tony Hawk, Hawk, and then the okay. rest of the documentary is just a shit show. Yeah, just just steady descent. Well, because I think a lot of people, and I did for many years, I needed an adversary to mm-hmm. exist. Right. My mother, and my big bad mom. I'm going to show you, mom. Right. You know, you think I'm shit. I'm going to be a famous comedian. I'm going to. Yeah. And then you go, well, wait, whoa, 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 hold on. Who am I fighting? Right. She's never going to give me the approval. Yeah. Nobody, no one gives a fuck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's me versus me, bro. Yeah. And these boys were fighting their own, their minds. Right. And that's why you can't, if you can't move forward and you can't change your destiny, it's because you're operating out of your old childhood wounds. You understand? Mm-hmm. They're operating from the place of, I'm a bergen and I'm going <laughs> to fuck up Tony right. Hawk, mate. Like right. they're... If your whole thing is, I'm going to fight this guy, yeah, that's a bad goal. Because guess what? You're going to beat that guy. You're not going to beat that guy. Right. And now you're stuck with you. Right. That's the, there's this wonderful thing I heard about two monks traveling by foot. And this woman, oh, they come to a river, these two monks. And uh, there's a woman there. And she goes, listen, I can't swim. Can one of you carry me on your shoulders across this mm-hmm. river? One of the monks goes, yeah, sure. Okay. So she climbs on his shoulders and... They crawl. They go across the river. She put. He puts the woman down. Woman goes on her way. The other monk. They're walking in silence together for minutes and minutes and minutes. The other monk goes. Listen, man. I. I can't. I can't hold my tongue on this. You know. You lifted up that woman, and you're not supposed to do that because we're monks. You're not yeah. supposed to touch women. So the monk says, "I just carried her across the water. You've been carrying her ever since." Right. Wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> And that's why right. monks are always bald right on the back of their head. Because <laughs> this brain blew through his skull. Right. Yeah. So at which point do you stop identifying with, I'm just a white trash Bergen, I'm going to beat Tony. At what point in my life, do, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. You, you have to stop identifying with the bad story, with the mm-hmm. story of who you think you are if you want to become what you're what you're not destined. Wait, yeah. time, you know what I'm saying? Like to I get out of your destiny, yeah, yeah. you got to go away from the thinking of that right. destiny. And Tuss had a final little chapter, right? Where he just kind of, it kind of seems like he ended up better off. Yeah. At the very end, yeah, he got his shit together. He got his life because he went to prison for the second time. He married he a new two, woman. He, went, he, he <laughs> had two trends in his life. One was get a woman pregnant and then go to jail. <laughs> that, that, that's what he did. God love him. He got women pregnant and then went to jail. Love that guy. Yeah. So but there's he, all kinds of papas but all also, over the country, all over the world. For, oh, for sure. They're gnarly skateboards. Yeah. But he had time to think when he was in prison. I right. think that's the thing. And and also, I love this idea of suffering, is that you kind of have to suffer a little bit to change because it's not easy to change the course of your life. It's not yeah. easy to change what your destiny is. And suffering is kind of a necessary evil. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. On the other hand, it's very strange how easily you can control your fate for a little bit. Yeah. You can let's go. Talk about it. Dude was just nobody in Australia, wherever. Yeah. And he, he's like, I'm going to go to America and I'm going to be Tony Hawk. And it really didn't take him that long. No. <laughs> just like, you know, just that's how I got into skateboarding too. I was like, I'm going to be a skateboarder. And the next thing I knew, like in a month, like a fucking skateboarder i had all the clothes right i could do a lot of the tricks and that was my life for the next couple of years same thing with stand-up i was like i'm gonna be a stand-up comedian and a lot of people are always like well how'd you get into stand-up and i'm always like i just went and did stand-up just do it and that's exactly how it went it was like yes i'm 
I just became a stand-up just because I said I was going to be a stand-up mm-hmm. and then did it. There weren't that many steps to it. <laughs> right, rinse, repeat. <laughs> the steps up to the stage, that was it. Like, <laughs> it just went up and grabbed the mic right, and fucking but, did it. But what you're not saying to these people listening yeah. is that there's suffering that goes into the transformation. You don't go from being Matt Fulshron right. from Maryland yeah. to Matt Fulshron comedian. It, right. There's a long suffering. And same with Tuss and these, these skateboarders. Yeah. Like, it's part of the transformative element in life. Emotional suffering, physical suffering, the discomfort of change. That's mm-hmm. really the... Um, and a lot of people don't... Nobody... I should say a lot of people. Who likes discomfort? Right. Who likes pain? Humans are fucking hate that. Humans don't even like change, good or bad. Oh, I hate change. Yeah. I'm so angry at... at <laughs> I heard that kids aren't going to college now. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Wait a <laughs> minute, children. <laughs> How will you learn if you're not forced to learn? Like, I can't believe it. Right. I don't like that. Yeah. You like, you like that you want them to do suffer. the same tradition, you the suffering. Suffer. <laughs> you need to suffer to be a good person. Right. <laughs> I do think there's something. I mean, suffering's been around in um, religion forever. Look at the monks. The, is it the Franciscans or the Dominicans? They wore hair shirts mm-hmm. to be more Christ-like, to mimic Christ's um, suffering on the cross. Mm-hmm. Um there's something in that, and I, I think suffering, yeah, it's it's so counterintuitive, but it's counter to, sorry, not intuitive, but counter to what we want to do as humans, yeah. which is, let's just stay how we, let's stay who we are. It's safer for you to stay in Maryland. Oh, my God. Imagine what, what would your life be today had you stayed? Uh, I would probably have two kids, a wife, and some property. <laughs> I don't so, see myself as a divorcee. So you went. But you never know. <laughs> So you went across, you went against your grain too. Against oh, your big time. And I didn't yeah. even realize it at the, at the time. That's what's so funny. No, but, you couldn't help it. Like looking back now, it's like, what the fuck? Like what gave me that idea? What did? To come out here. I don't know. It just all seemed very possible to me. Yeah. I read, uh, I read two books when I was 20 over one. It was, it was snowstorms like crazy in Maryland. And I read uh, No One Here Gets Out Alive, the Jim Morrison biography, mm-hmm. and uh, On the Road oh, Jack in like Carolyn. two weeks. And like that just seemed like, those books made me really feel like I could go anywhere, mm-hmm. which was like a huge, even though I was 20, that's kind of old to get that idea, I think. I was like, I can go anywhere. And I really got off on that, that there was just like, I just get on a road that's outside my parents' house. Is that and it all connects to the Pacific Ocean. I can go across the country. And I immediately did it. Wow. So I read those books in uh, December. And in August, I, I did my first cross-country trip. And, that was and I, I thought it was fucking amazing just to like go out and see everything. But you know that some people are so afraid. that That is so foreign. It is foreign, and it was never it was never presented to me as something I could do by anyone I had ever met. No, you know, and I had met my friend Randy, who was like, "Yeah, I did it," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "Well, yeah. you did it, I can do it," and I just I did it. It's always helpful to have a map, like I said mm-hmm. before, like someone that's done it. Like my mm-hmm. friend Shauna wanted to go to San Francisco for school, and I just followed Shauna's lead. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my friend's doing it. That means I can do it, too. Right, which is just like the Taz brothers. Yeah. Tony Hawk knew that yeah. he was doing the 900. Wow. <laughs> and he's like, now I know I can do it. I'm Tony Hawk. Wow. Right? Talk about And now I watched an ESPN too. thing recently. 
everybody in the competitions are doing 900s. Now it's because they know um, it can be done. So just for those of you listening who haven't seen this documentary, there's a point where Tuss. There's a move called the 900, which is how many rotations? It's two and a half times around. So you go up the ramp, right? The, I'm sorry. You no, should no, explain yeah. it. No, you got it. You I'm go up the ramp. Nerd. You go up the ramp and you do 900 degrees, okay. which is it's like, crazy. Yeah, it's uh, and and it's still even though I said that a lot of people are doing it, it's still like one of the craziest things. You're just spinning forever. It's crazy. And and your eyeballs ain't helping you. No, like there's no way you can see what's going on. How do you? Even, how do they even do that? I don't know. Like watching it, you're like, how the fuck? Because the 540 is crazy enough. Because your right. back is to everything, and so the 900 is just another 360. Wait, what on the do you mean down. your back is to everything? When you go up and you start to twist, you're kind of upside down, and so your back is to the ramp. Okay. And so if you were to look, if you were looking forward out of your face, you would see not ramp. Oh, you would see the parking lot. It's terrifying. You know. So, yes, yeah, so Tuss is like, my brother is deported to Australia, his brother Ben, for drug charges. He can't leave the country. Tuss figures, hey, if I get this, if I nail this trick, I'm going to do it at the X Games, right? Mm-hmm. Is it the X Games against he was like, Tony Hawk? He was openly and actively like headed in a positive direction with his yeah. life. He was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this work, and I'm going to like... And in his mind, it equated to getting his making his brother successful again too. He thought that if he could do this trick at the X Games, be Tony Hawk, he could raise the money to get his brother back. Essentially, pay yeah. his brother's way is what I'm assuming is yeah, the yeah, logic. Okay, yeah. So he's practicing the 900, and he's doing it in public. And there's these photographers there from that are Tony Hawk's photographers. Yeah. For all these you know magazines, right. skateboarding mags, and so they show up at the X Games, and lo and behold, fucking Tony Hawk. <laughs> Does the 900. And not only that, yeah. bars Tuss. That's yeah. the implication here that Tony Hawk bars Tuss Papas from even being able to do the trick at the contest. Right. Therefore, completely fucking him. Yeah. And you're like, what? Anyways, it's such a bummer. Um, it is a bummer. Yeah. Because there's all, f- there's all photography of it. Yeah. Like, Tuss is right there when it happens, and he's like, what the fuck? Dude. He you got know? bamboozled, but you know what? In life, that happens a lot. You All know, the time. That's the nature of the yeah. of the beast. Is that some motherfucker is going to be faster than you, more yeah. connected? Yeah, man. You know, this is a small example, but I, for so many years in this business, I thought, God, I must be the the least talented person because I'm not getting X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Why can't I just get? Right. I'm trying out. Everyone tells me I'm right. good at what I do. Right. And I got new agents. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it funny how doors open when you're aligned with the right people? No shit. And then you find out very quickly that the world is connected right. in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not about, it's really not all the time, at least in showbiz. And I don't know in other businesses. I think, Fuck. I think, I don't think show business is as crazy as we make it out to be. I think it's just like every big business. Yeah. There's, there's the, there's the connecteds. And the not connected for the moment. Mm-hmm. And then, boy, oh boy, oh boy. And and there are exceptions to the rule. There's people that fucking knock it out of the park. There's, yeah. what's his name, Hilton, who <clears throat> started out poor and became, yeah, you know, huge. What's his name, Hilton? What is his name? <laughs> who fucking knows? Created evil spawn. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, the worst. <laughs> that's, so, such, that's such, like, bad God. karma. God. Like uh, I, I, I picked myself up by my own bootstraps, yeah. And now these yeah. cunts are ruining my name. These fucking ungrateful yeah. twats. Yeah. That is the devil, isn't it? Yeah. Ugh. 
So it, speaking of uh, determination versus free will, there's also another documentary series. Have you ever seen um, the Up series, Seven Up? I've never seen any of those. I always want to see them. You got to do this. So that's yeah. on Netflix too. The premise is they follow a group of people in England from the time they are seven years old. The premise being you show me the child at seven and I'll show you the adults. Mm-hmm. It's based on which philosopher who I cannot remember, Erasmus. So it starts like in the 1950s and so. now they're like 56 up. And it right. is... Amazing because what in that documentary, unfortunately, I think it's more about the English class system. Yeah, um, the rich stayed rich. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what a shocker, huh? Yeah, yeah. The rich, the rich and educated stayed rich and educated, right. and their children became rich and educated. Yeah, the lower class people, quote unquote, lower class. I only say that because I don't know what the fuck to right. say. Some somewhat transcended the guy that was destined to be. This is the saddest part. So there's this this guy who's from the harder neighborhood, mm-hmm. and he wants to be a jockey. He, he's a small guy, so he's right. perfect. He's perfect. Right. He goes on one race. He's a kid. He's like 17 years old, and he loses the race. And he goes, "Up, ah, forget it. I'm done being the jockey. The jockey dream's over." Really? And the interviewer is like, "Bro, wait." He didn't say "bro," but he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, yeah." That's it. That's yeah. all for you. And he's like, "Well, you know, I can't do it. I can't do it." <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, no, 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 just There's no one there to tell them, right? Basically, that, there's no yes, one there to tell them. They're like, hey, it. you got to do this a million times. Nailed it. There was nobody there to go, hey, kid, you know what? Just hang in there. Right. Give it 10 years. And yeah. it, you know, and just see where you are. Right. And instead, he becomes a cabbie. And then, um, and then eventually becomes successful enough to like buy a home in Spain. And he ends up having a great middle class existence. Yeah. Um. But other than him, there's only like one or two other stories where they transcended their class or yeah. kind of got out of the determined course of being. Right. Which is really fucking horrifying and shocking. I think I saw like, uh, I don't know what, like 21 up or something. Oh, and the rich kids were going, well, they don't know what it's like to be me and have all these term <laughs> papers due and all these you know, pledging fraternities and whatnot. Yeah. You know, like they're bitching about their problems yeah. and stuff. It's so funny. Yeah. But it's, like I said, it's real to them. And it's real pressures from their family. Everybody has problems at whatever stage and level in life they mm-hmm. are. You know, we don't think that Hilton guy has problems, but... Conrad Hilton. Conrad, is that his name? Is that according, his name? According to Mad Men. <laughs> Hey man, even even Paris Hilton. All right, I'm sure, sure that girl wakes up. If yeah, no, she was crying when she went to jail. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I gotta say, I, I knock on wood, I never went to jail. Oh uh, yeah, I never had to deal with that shit. Maybe tonight. Oh fuck. Well, no, I won't do that. So, but the thing is, I would I want her wealth and her status. I don't know to put to right. to live her life is yeah, because all she did was some regular whoring. That's right. Right. That's right. All she did was some regular. I'm 21. Yeah. Horan, just and it was bride. news. Yeah. There's tons of sluts in my hometown. Tons of. Sluts. It ain't fucking news. No. No. It's called being a regular ass girl. But yeah. Unfortunately, because of who she was, I think, and people hate arrogant rich people, don't they? Yeah. God. So I they're like, them. oh, you you had sex with somebody. Yeah. It was taped. Yeah. Now everyone has to be seen. Now, who hasn't done that? <laughs> like no one's no one's. Uh, yeah. That's the taping fine. is the, the taping is pretty minor when you think about it. And sex is something most people do. Yeah. Isn't that Especially funny? hot people. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny that that's a big deal. Yeah. And she anyway. went to jail for uh, a DUI, not like a car crash. Right. She got arrested with a with an alcohol level that was too high, which that's like so many people have done that. Oh, but everyone was like, sorry. burn the bitch. <laughs> 
But it was, and most of the people that said that were people that drive with a very high alcohol level. Sure, sure. People that hate rich people casting stones. Well, that's are drunk thing. drivers. Is that even you know? You think someone who's got it all, they don't have it all. They're, look at that guy. Who's the guy that died of fucking cancer? Steve Jobs. Yeah. Right. That guy invented everything, and ha- he's a fruitarian. I saw his movie, the documentary. Yeah. And even that guy. What's I a fruitarian? Mean, he just eats Jesus fruit. Christ. The guy only ate. This is what that movie said that he only ate fruit all day. Uh, Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> no wonder he died of cancer. Yo, Shit. Fruit makes you hungry. I know the sugar. It's all sugar. Yeah. Nature's candy is what my trainer used to say. Yeah. Nature's candy. So fruit has a lot of calories and a lot of sugar, right? <laughs> just is that sugar, right? There's a lot sugar. of sugar. What did yeah. your trainer say? Like, don't eat fruit. Yeah, this is like he met a million years ago. He goes, don't eat fruit because it's got sugar. It's nature's candy. Right. And I go, you got to be shitting me, bro. Can't drink, you tell can't me, eat fucking fruit. You're telling me I'm getting fat off these oranges? Yeah, no Fuck way. Fuck you, man. Impossible. Just give me some extra junkin', jumping jacks to do them. Impossible to get fat off of fruit. Right. Candy. No fucking way. Well, Steve Jobs wasn't fat. We can give him that. That's for sure. We had diarrhea every day. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm sure. Could you imagine the dumps on that guy? Is that why they call it apple? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. Okay, I think so because he's a fruitarian. He loves huh. it. So, what's interesting about the Pappas brothers, and this is an idea that's that's in this film as well, is that perception. It's it's really to me about perception. Perception is everything. Uh, you know, you can only <laughs> see what you allow yourself to see. Um, and by that, I'm saying, let's see, how do I come up with it? Let's say, Matt. Okay, let's say you dated some girl in the past, and. Uh, she really traumatized you, and she was, uh, you know, a red-haired girl who had, you know, who loved um, cooking spaghetti. Okay. And she really fucking traumatized you, and now yeah, you I meet miss her a- already. You miss her already. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And now you meet another girl, and she reminds you of this girl in your past. Mm-hmm. But you're so triggered by this new girl who reminds you of someone you fucking hated in the past, you can't even see what's happening in the present. That maybe this girl maybe have one trait that reminds you of this person in the past, but it's not the same person. Right. You know what I mean? And I, I do. I do that a lot. I work on that a lot. Of, yeah. Hey, today is today. Yesterday is yesterday. Um, it's really hard. To, do you struggle with that too? Or is it that is just hard me? because like <laughs> all the things that traumatize you are meant to reoccur and meant to. Oh no! Really? Well, it's a survival thing, right? Is it? Tell me more. It's like, say you think of, this happens to me at least once a day. I think of something I did that was like really embarrassing. And I yeah. go, oh! Yeah. <laughs> I fucking react to it. Like like out loud. It's yeah. that bad. Yeah. And I think what's meant, first of all, we're not meant to live this long. No. Because this is just agony. I agree. I agree. I'm already telling the same <laughs> stories. But second, it's meant to make you go, okay, don't do that again. But what you're saying is, and you're right, like that was a unique scenario. And so your instincts aren't always right on. Your brain is smarter than your instincts, and you have to mm-hmm. you have to go with your brain because, you know, I'm uh, you know say my my bad thought was oh man that time I bombed when I did stand up right. right right okay yes so totally. if I go on stage tonight that could happen yep but it's not definitely going to happen just because it happened that once you can make it happen and, and what your what your body or whatever it is is telling you is. Don't go back up on stage because that was really painful. <laughs> and that's definitely going to happen again. Mm-hmm. I don't know what purpose that serves. Like I say, all I can come up with is survival. Yes. Because like, I don't think your brain can tell the difference between emotional no. and physical pain. No. And so because I just don't do that. 
because you got hurt that one time. Yeah, survival. And so I think you have to outsmart your instincts a lot of times as a human being. Oh, yeah. Because your instincts are going to get you into all kinds of trouble. That's why we're, that's why we're different than the animals. We, we, like, we have to come up with, we've come up with different ways to beat our instincts. Yeah, that's true. Because if I've listened to my instincts, I would just be, like isolate a lot. Like my instincts tell me, don't trust people, don't mm-hmm. trust relationships, don't trust love, because that's fundamentally... Right. I grew up with very shady, yeah, shaky relationships like with my parents. So why trust yeah. people? And it's weird. Like a lot stuff. of times if you're, if you're depressed or you're not feeling well, your instincts are to stay home. Yeah. When if you go out and talk to a couple people, yeah. it can be like really great and like yeah. takes you out of your thought process. Yeah. So your instincts are like, don't go do what's going to make you happy. Isn't that weird? Why it is, is weird. That? Why is the brain set up to fucking sabotage? Because you're probably time? you're probably depressed or unhappy about things not working out, and like going out into the world is just like, <coughs> oh, there's a potential of a lot more things not working out. <laughs> it's gonna get out there. worse, and it goes from the drive over. <laughs> Yeah. To well, I'm gonna run into somebody I don't want to talk to. And yeah. Blah course. blah blah. And this is gonna go wrong, and that's gonna go wrong. But you know. I think it's, on a side note, I think it's always good to give it a, just go out for five minutes. Yeah. And if your instincts are right, go the fuck on. Yeah. <laughs> because then that makes being home better. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's so simple. Like, um, but I think the human mind is built for addiction. The human mind is built for suffering. Like, I really think that our ego, our mind, mm-hmm. I don't know why it is, but your own brain will sabotage you whenever you let it. Yeah. So it's really important to not let that monkey mind, right? That's what they call it, the Buddhists or whatever the monkey mind, uh-huh. rule what you do. It's just like, why don't people, like, why don't I exercise? I know I should. <laughs> I know I should. You know you'll feel good afterwards. And I know I'll feel great. You know it'll make your fucking day. Make my day. But you don't want to do it. Don't want to do it. Never want to do it. No. Nope. I never want to do it. When I'm walking out the door to go running, <laughs> why the fuck am I doing this? This is horrible. <laughs> It's 58 uh, degrees outside. <laughs> There's no way I can go running. But, and, and, and also like, oh, what's going to make me funnier and what's going to make me happy? Oh, sitting down for one hour yeah. and writing. Oh, right. You should see me in the morning. <laughs> Just fucking doing every last thing I can think of to keep me from, sure. from writing. From even doing though, what even you though I do. know, Even though I know as soon as I start, it's going to be fun. Sure. But I don't want to. And why? And that's a part of my I don't I don't understand is like why does a human brain sabotage itself? That itself, I think, is again, it's like it's like in my opinion, it's survival. It's like all right, I'm fine right now, but if I make a change, something mm. bad could happen. Right, you could preservation. Yeah, you could go to the gym and it's awful, and you're gonna see people you don't like in there, and it doesn't feel good. It's uncomfortable. It hurts. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> On the other hand, today I was sitting here, I was so stressed out, I got to do all this email, I got to do... Yeah, 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 and I go, you know what I should do? Go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Just walk it out. And it's, even, it's, so weird when you, it's so weird when you're sitting in your house and you're like, oh, this, that, you're on the... <laughs> oh, oh, it's gross, this is gross, I don't want to do this, yeah. I'm doing this, and it still sucks. <laughs> and then you walk outside and you're like, oh my God, I forgot there was a whole world out here. Yeah. It's not my apartment. It's not my house. That's like, that's just so, that's just uh, nothing. I know. It's all out here. I know. And also, too, when you think like, hey, okay, here I am, mired down in my little bullshit. 
And if you take one notch back, like on Google Maps, you know, you can yeah. minimize or maximize the screen. Like right. hit, hit the plus sign. Now it's me in the city of LA. Now it's me in the United States. Now it's me on this planet Earth. Right. Now it's Earth right. in the context of the solar system. Yeah. And now there's another solar system. Oh, right. shit. None, none of this shit matters. No, not at all. Oh, fuck. Another thing I do to make myself realize nothing matters and go, all right, name the best comedian <laughs> from um, 1915. Huh? <laughs> what? Who cares? Right? So it's not going to hold up. No. And even like Lenny Bruce was so huge, but no, I don't want it. No one wants to fucking watch that shit right now. No disrespect. No, it's just. Time. But it's like you don't. It's in a way, it doesn't matter. It was a huge thing. Yeah, huge revolution. You ever start um, like mulling shit over in your head all day, mm-hmm. and then you start telling somebody about it, and you go, "This is the stupidest thing I've ever thought." Yeah. <laughs> you don't even want to say. It's like yeah. you have to make yourself say yeah. it. And then yeah. you're like, this is, oh my God, just never mind. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> well, because like what I work on in therapy and in psychoanalysis uh-huh. is your brain patterns, like how you think and shit. And like, yeah. I fucking have to fess up every week, dude. I'll be like, yeah. And then I had this thought that I'm inadequate. And then I thought that I'll never get anywhere. And then I thought, uh-huh. like, you have to dis- describe your spiral. Uh huh. <sighs> It can happen in like three seconds. It's embarrassing. Yeah. It's so embarrassing. Yeah. Because the, the point of that being is that the reality often doesn't match what I'm telling myself, which is the most sinister part, is I can be like, I'm not as good as so-and-so, therefore I'm not good. And get, 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 like I get crazy mm-hmm. spirally. And the reality is just not the case. Right. Which is the scariest part of your brain. I know. Why? What's the purpose of that? What's the purpose of what? What's the purpose of... um. When it's just nonsense, the nonsense of self-destruction. God. Why, why is there a self-destructive um, option on this computer? I don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you, you know what I think it is? What personally? is it? What purpose does it serve? It doesn't, it serves the purpose. It doesn't serve a good purpose, but it's, it's the purpose of reinforcing your worst fears. Okay. And those worst fears are put there by your parents and it may be inadvertently by yeah. some bully by your sibling who who you know i'm reading kim gordon's book right now Mm -hmm. she wrote about being in sonic youth in her life and she had a schizophrenic brother who just tortured her and that Mm -hmm. really formed her emotional landscape she couldn't Uh show emotion because he would just latch on to whatever she was feeling Mm -hmm. and then torment her and that's why she's so stoic in all the pictures right that's nuts which is really interesting because then you go and i you know as someone that grew up with a mentally ill parent you go Oh geez, you know, I hope that's not true about me. Am I really a bad girl? And then right. something happens in the external world that validates that sure. that primal thing of am I a bad girl? <gasps> I am a bad girl. And you're right. it like reinforces your worst fear. Right. And I think that's what we as humans do. Yeah. If your worst fear is that I'm weak or something and then or whatever the fuck yours is, and then someone reinforces it, it's like, Yes, I knew I was bad. I knew <laughs> I was a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah i've heard that too like your your brain can't tell if you're focusing on i'm a bad girl right I'm, right I, i'm just saying that as an example right. bad meaning right piece like, of shit. like i'm a piece of shit yeah you're thinking to yourself i don't want to be a piece of shit i don't want to be a piece of, of shit but all your brain is hearing is piece, piece of, of shit, shit. <laughs> there's no positive or negative to your brain it's right you're thinking about being a piece of shit right so you're drawn to it in a way because it's always on your mind. Wow. 
hey, right? And that's the whole thing with this free will versus determinism is that I think it's so unconscious, all of our things. That's why you have to undo your shitty wiring. Like mm-hmm. I do a lot of work to undo that shitty wiring. Right. That's why I don't see things and things. But that's what I'm saying with these Bergens, right? They call themselves Bergens. They're going to see what they want to see because your perception is aligned with that way of thinking. Yeah. I'm just a piece of shit white trash. I'm going to fuck Tony Hawk. Right. Fuck you, man. That that angry stuff doesn't serve yeah. you. It's not even about... It's not going to work. It's not even about being good. It's about making someone else look someone bad. Someone else shitty. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's a, that's a really bad way to live is yeah. if your mission statement is to fuck that guy. Like, right. all right, well, good luck, bro. Like, that ain't going to work for you. You got to work on undoing your negative shit so instead of i'm a bad girl it's don't even say bad girl i think the way to do affirmations is i am a fantastic loving human being i everyone loves me i'm fantastic don't don't like your sense of humor as most people's sense of humor is and you come from you like like punk rock and shit like that yeah isn't there a certain element of you that like totally laughs at you when you try to think positive yeah, it's ridiculous. Until he criticizes you, you yes. go, you're like, I'm good, I can do this. I, uh, <laughs> like, oh, you're such a fucking nerd. <laughs> you fucking listen to you, stupid. <laughs> if only anyone could hear you right now, you yeah. fucking moron. And that's self-hatred, too. That's yeah. more self-loathing. To even go, like, how dare you try to get out of this, you piece of shit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <sighs> what if, what if was going to happen to us? Matt I don't know. Armstrong? Just, like, I think it's going to get easier. I found it does get easier. It does. And uh, and you, I think you have less at stake as you get older. Yeah. And you, don't give le- you don't care as much. Yeah. I found it in, in yeah. my mini old age. Yeah. I found that, like, if something, somebody said something to me that, like, really... You know, I was really offended by it, and I go, man, I was like pissed off about it, sure. and, and like I diffused it very quickly, wow. as opposed to like because I recognized that it, it didn't matter. Yeah. Whereas like ten years, I'm gonna be like, someone said something fucking cruel to me. First of all, how dare they? Second of all, it's true. I am this. Right. I am that. That's the scary part. Yeah. Well, and also you realize is that. Um, nobody's thinking about you. I know. That's the fuck part. And they might even say something, they might even say something they don't like about you, but it still doesn't matter to them. No. It's not a deal breaker. It's not a big deal. No. They're just thinking about it for one second. They happen to say it (laughs) and they've moved on and they don't care. They don't care. And I I mean that like in the way that they're just so wrapped up. Everyone, we're all so wrapped up in hating our own selves. Yeah, that you don't notice. Yeah, you think I got time to hate you? Like I'm, I'm just trying to keep my shit right. Right. I can't, I can't. And that's why you know when people act out of their pain. Well, you know, when people do shitty things to you, mm-hmm. they're acting out of their pain. They're right. not acting out of a normal place. That's funny, yeah. That's true. Yeah, they're fucking, they're not in their right mind. They're not shitting on you because they're in a good mood. Yeah. Yeah, think about it, right? If you were in a yeah. good place, you wouldn't You wouldn't do or say. So that's, and that's how, the point of the story is, that's how I forgive my parents, my life. Right. You go, yeah, but they were fucking idiots. <laughs> right. These were fucking, I was raised by yeah. wolves. Right. Can't expect wolves to be people. Yeah. What can I do? That's just, that was a lot. And, and, and I forgive it and I look back and blah, blah, blah. So for you guys listening, I believe, I believe we are not determined. I believe you can change your cards Everyone's got some cards, and nobody's got a perfect deck. Even that Paris Hilton doesn't have a perfect deck. Right. I agree with you. And maybe if you play those cards just enough right, and you work with them, you can create something good, right? You absolutely can. Yeah. 
I say there's no doubt about it. I just I think the hard part is like doing it every day. And and but if you do, if you can if you can do it, there's so many people that have made something of themselves. And and even people even the big champions, like yeah. these boxers. Oh yeah. They're like world champions and they still have to face it every day. Gosh. Talk about resilience. Yeah. That's that's the ultimate fighters, people who literally take it on the fucking gym. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's deep, bro. That was it. I hope that helped you. <laughs> Please don't go killing yourself after what we talked. Don't do it. But no, the point is, look, man, look, if you want to not be who you are today, I firmly believe you can change. You can be the person you want to be. Look for roadmaps. I do think it helps to look for a map, a guide. If you see somebody living the life, you think, hey, I, I like to take peace as a people's lives. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has a perfect, all, but I like when I look, when I'm jealous of somebody, it usually means they're doing something that I secretly want to be doing. Right. And I go, why am I jealous? Ah, because I want that. I want to take a piece of them and I take a little slice from what this guy's doing, a little slice. And in those slices, when you look and you see other people's stuff that you admire, that's kind of a nice roadmap, you know, and, and, and you can find it. You can do it, man. So keep trying keep up the hustle right <laughs> yeah but don't take it too seriously on top of it yeah because guess what we're all gonna yeah. die and none of this shit do matters. it do it for <laughs> yeah, keep up the hustle for like eight hours yeah and then turn it the fuck off that's right have some fun every day too yeah after you work after you work. you lazy fucks <laughs> all right that's it thank you so much for being here matt Fulstron. you're my the pleasure. best you're my favorite always a great time all right let's go get fucked up <laughs> now what I don't know. Philosophize with Philosophize with It's Christina P, a.k.a. Miss Jeans. This ain't your mom's house. It's a different theme. Gotta be critically thinking. Like you caught up at a cocktail party. Our thoughts start to sink in. John Locke, or was it Socrates? Aristotle or Plato, maybe Hippocrates. Got us talking all properly, topically. Just a comedian discussing these philosophies. Serious questions, silly people. What's that? That's deep, bro. It is the ultimate metaphor for life, and you know what that is? What? That's deep, bro. That's deep, bro.